Welcome in, friend. This is 500 Seconds to Joy, and I'm your host, Stephanie. This is a podcast for the busy mom who needs a little extra joy in her day. I will chat with you for just a few minutes and share some encouraging words and biblical truth. I also have fabulous guests who are sure to inspire you and remind you that you matter and you were created for a divine purpose. Get ready to be encouraged, lovely friend, and soak in the words to the song you're about to hear. It was composed by Crystal and Bobby from Flow Up May it speak to your sweet mama heart. Enjoy. to take a breath now, a sweet moment for you. And it's time to acknowledge all the things that you do. Oh, mama, don't you worry about the girls and the boys. It's time to take a break with 500 seconds to join. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today is author spotlight number seven. I'm so excited to bring you this conversation I had with Taylor Kaiser. She is the author of the new book, Eat the Cookie, The Imperfectionist's Guide to Food, Faith, and Fitness. I'm super excited to have her here today to talk with you all. And we are talking about perfectionism versus excellence and how excellence gives grace. And Taylor is sharing some beautiful Bible verses for us and how um, the Bible is written for us. So we should really insert ourselves into scripture and know that God is talking directly to us. So I love what Taylor shares today. Definitely grab a copy of her book. It was such a riveting read. I really enjoyed reading it and I know you will too. All the links are in the show notes. Enjoy my conversation with Taylor Kaiser. Hi Taylor. Welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. Yes, I'm excited. So everybody, this is Taylor Kaiser, and she is a blogger, and she's all about food, faith, and fitness, and I love how she has such a, just a realistic approach to things, and she's also an author. She wrote the book, Eat the Cookie, The Imperfectionist's Guide to Food, Faith, and Fitness. Mm-hmm. Really excited to have you here today, and I love chatting with authors. I just absolutely love it. I love reading. I'm an avid reader and I really enjoyed reading your book. Um, I'm super excited for people to get to know you. So can you just introduce yourself? Let us know about your book and how it came to be and how did you get started um, in your journey with food, faith, and fitness? Yeah. So I, like you said, I'm a blogger. So my website is foodfaithfitness.com where it's about food, faith, and fitness. Shocker. Um, It's mostly a food (laughs) blog. Um, so really, so my book is Eat the Cookie, and it really started, I just have to go like way back. This is almost 20 years ago. Um, it started when I was 13, and I developed an eating disorder. I was very severely anorexic and ended up in the hospital just because I was, you know, chasing the quote-unquote perfect body, the ideal weight. I was going into high school at that time and wanted to be pretty and perfect and popular and all these things that women, you know, feel regardless of our age. Um and so through that time, I obviously recovered since I'm here now. Um, and I, I was told I was going to die, but that was very scary for me. And I recovered. And then throughout my teen years, I just lived like a really balanced, healthy life, similar to how I live now, but um, just very like health conscious, but not obsessive by any single means. My faith was really strong. Um, I was finding my worth in the Lord and all those things. Um, and then typically around 18, 19, 20, I can't remember exactly. Um, I was dating a guy that I thought was going to be 
my husband and we broke up and like, you know, all crazy 20 year old. I thought that meant I was going to die alone with 10 cats for the rest mm -hmm. of my life. And I kind of just felt really out of control. And so because I had this history of controlling my food and my diet with my anorexia, I kind of went back to controlling food again. Um, and it was never, you know, as sick as I was when I was in the hospital, but I just got, you know, I dropped a lot of weight. I did get very much kind of food was my idol and I'm not really like guess not eating was my idol. So I was very, had a very poor relationship with food in my body. I thought about it all the time. I counted every calorie. I weighed on my food. I couldn't, you know, go to date nights because the food was too scary. I couldn't miss the gym. And I just spent almost 10 years in that place of really not living, not thriving at all because I was so, you know, bound by the enemy telling me I had to have this perfect body because that's what would get me value and worth and identity. And that's who I was. And then just a couple years ago, I just I had like a rock bottom moment, which I can talk about if you want. And I just kind of realized that this is not what God wants for me. And just like overnight, I decided that I was going to eat more. I was going to quit the gym for a year and I was truly going to get my body, mind and soul healthy and really have a, that go back to that balanced approach of nutrition and exercise is important, but it's more important to have a healthy relationship, those things, because I think that is what God is calling us to and really deepening, deepening my faith in that. And that's how the book came to be. So I can help women do the same. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's really a powerful story that you share. And I really appreciate how just vulnerable you are. I mean, these are really deep things in your history and your heart that you're sharing with us. And I appreciate you opening up and sharing that because I think so many women silently suffer yep. from all sorts of things, um, eating disorders included. And I think it's really important to just bring it to the light. I think about that a lot because the enemy wants us to stay in the darkness and God wants to bring things to the light so he can heal us. Um, and so, you know, talking about ditching perfectionism, we're going to talk about that today and how we can find freedom through Jesus and his truth. So how do we start to break free from these lies of perfectionism and start to embrace instead what God says about us? Yeah. So I mean, this is hard. It's something I'm still working on. I'm by no means like arrived at yes. <laughs> being an unperfectionist, but it's definitely a journey. There's a couple of things. I think one, like a big theme in my book is um, excellence versus perfection and really giving ourselves grace. So I think a lot of women, we know that like God has grace for us, but we're not even really able to experience it because we don't understand grace because we don't give it to ourselves. And I think it's really important that we give ourselves grace and really excellence is the excellence sounds the same as perfection, but it's different because it gives grace. It allows yourself to make mistakes. If you make a, you know, a mistake, you don't feel like a failure. You don't feel like you're never going to amount to anything. You just know that you're trying your best. And I think it's really important to start extending God's grace to ourselves so that we can actually know what his grace feels like and actually learn to walk in it. So I think giving yourself, like I just said, that grace to make mistakes is important. And then secondly, to really read the Bible, like, like God is talking to us. Cause I think that's something that I never did. Like when the Bible says, you know, you are beautiful or whatever. I was like, Oh, that's for someone else. Like that's a different mm -hmm. woman. That's not me. He's talking to like that model over there, but like really like insert your name, like in that Bible, like Taylor is beautiful. Stephanie is beautiful. Who is beautiful. And like really start to see yourself the way Christ sees you. And that's also just thinking about what you're thinking about too. Like are your thoughts aligning with scripture and what scripture says about you and how he made you fearfully and wonderfully made and he knows his plan for your life or are they kind of aligning with the enemy so it's kind of like a combination of knowing who you are in Christ reading it as 
he's talking to you, really thinking about what you're thinking about and giving yourself a whole ton of grace. Mm -hmm. Yes, I completely agree. I'm super passionate about daily scripture reading. Mm -hmm. And because I'm a mom of two little ones and everybody has a busy life, whether you're a mom or not. Um, So if all you can read is a verse, that is excellent. As long as you're filling your mind, I feel like with God's truth in the Bible every day, whether it's one verse or an hour that you're able to pour through a whole chapter. Um, that's, yeah, that's perfect. I mean, so the thing is, I think so often with Bible reading, we get stuck on the perfectionism and just to really quickly break down the word perfect in the Bible. I don't know if you think about this, but you know, the verse where God says to be perfect, (laughs) um, Actually, that word better translated would be like complete or whole mm-hmm. yep. and like made made whole in Christ. And so when it when we think about being perfect, when we think about being complete, it's being completed by God. And that completeness, that wholeness, that goodness can be found in his word. It's so, so powerful. And so which Bible verses do you cling to? when you struggle with your self-worth, like what, what verses were an anchor for you, you know, maybe a few years ago. And then now Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of them, but my kind of my two go-tos, maybe three, um, they're probably like super like cliche, but they are for a reason. Um, Matthew 6, 25, which tells us to not worry about what we eat or drink or our bodies, Mm -hmm. what we wear, because life is more important than those things. Obviously that's like pretty like self-explanatory, like when I'm worrying about my body, because I still do, I'm a woman, we all do, or, you know, my worth or anything, just knowing that like those, that's not where my worth is and that's not what God, you know, looks at. And then on that note, also for Samuel 16, 7, man looks looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Um, just knowing that our heart is what God wants. He wants our whole self, but he really is after our heart, not our perfect body or our perfect diet or exercise routine. Um, and then just Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, which is come to me, all you who are weary or burdened, and I'll give you rest for my yoke is, you know, I won't read the, read the whole verse for the sake of time. But I think sometimes when we're like searching for perfection or our identity, it's, it's like exhausting. Like it's so stressful and it's, yes. I feel like we're just, we just feel so wiped out as women. So even though that verse doesn't speak to body image or anything, just knowing that like, if we're feeling stressed out and like tired, like that's not from God because God is rest. So if we're feeling like this burden thing, that's probably the enemy. And that's a sign that maybe we're not doing something in line with what God would want for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That burden. I mean, when you talk about finding freedom, it's a lightness, right? Wouldn't you say, um, when we think about, you know, it says we will find rest, you know, because Jesus' version is light. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we are yoked to him, which, you know, being yoked is like being um, attached. Like the ox was attached. um, So like attached to God, then things do feel lighter. Like it doesn't feel like this big, heavy burden and weight on us. We then feel free and light. Um, and so now that you've found this freedom, like you've found this freedom, this lightness in Christ, of course you're still working on it because that's what we all are. <laughs> We're all works in progress. Um, but, you know, how could you encourage someone listening that maybe is in the place that you were at? Um, maybe a few years ago 
and you know maybe they're feeling really stuck they're feeling really burdened really weighed down and they're like i don't even know how to start like how do i even get out of this i i'm just the furthest thing from freedom um what would you say to that listener yeah i think it's one like we said like give yourself grace and i think it's also really important to like to see that you know this perfection and this this these things that we're seeking to realize that they don't exist because like for me for example you know wanting the perfect body whenever i got to where i think i wanted i wanted more i wanted to be leaner i wanted to have more muscle and then i get there and then i wanted to like you know it's like this vicious psych cycle once you get somewhere the line is always drawn out further so to really kind of look at yourself and think what is it that i think i'm going to get when I achieve this, you know, X, perfection of X, Y, Z, we all struggle with one, with wanting some kind of perfection. What is it that I think I'm going to get? And then like, really like almost like a pro con list. Cause sometimes it's like, it's like so simple, but so effective. Like, this is what I think I'm going to get. And then on the other side, like, how could I actually have that already? Cause for example, I, I would have more acceptance and have more value and more worth if I was leaner, but I have all that right now in Christ, no matter what my body looks like, no matter, you know, no matter what my exercise is or not is or how I eat or not eat. So just kind of being honest with yourself about what you think you're, you're going to get when you arrive and then realizing you'll never arrive and kind of seeing how you already have those things. And then also just really reading the Bible like it is you. Like it puts your name where it says you and like actually say those words out loud. Speak those verses over yourself. Like saying them out loud can be so powerful. Um, and just know that God is talking to you and not someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Bible is written for us, and isn't it incredible that over thousands of years, like, it applies to us. Um, It was written for people 2,000 years ago, and it's written for us now, and there's so much freedom found in the Bible. Wouldn't you say, like, is, do you think that was the turning point for you with finding your freedom from, you know, having to control food? Would you say that the Bible was the turning point? Yeah, definitely. Like even when I was 13, I was in, you know, eating disorder land. That's when I really found my faith because I was sitting in a hospital bed, hospital bed for five weeks and all I could do was read the Bible. That's really when my faith was like grounded. And then of course, as I, you know, went through my teens, it kind of wavered. But really like when I made this full circle a couple of years ago after my, just my 10 years of just disordered eating, it really was just diving into the Bible and they're really saying like, okay, what does God say about me? Recording scriptures, memorizing scriptures. I still say like a couple, a couple certain scriptures to myself every single morning, just so I can like get my mind, like you talked about earlier, really rooted in truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in your book, I really like that at the end of each chapter, you have the little for your toolbox section um, with some Bible verses. And so I think for anybody listening, I think, that's a great place to start, like just getting a copy of your book and really looking through the scripture that you've already laid out for people. Like it's just right there. They're really mm-hmm. powerful scriptures. Mm-hmm. And it really, yeah, it really reminds us of, I mean, some of them might be familiar to people and some maybe not so much, but just reminds us of how much we are loved and how we really are such beloved children of God. And he counts the hairs on our head. Mm-hmm. I always like that verse. Um, so is there any last thing you want to share with our listeners to encourage them in their faith walk, in their journey toward um, letting go of perfectionism, or just anything you feel like is on your heart right now? 
Yeah, I think I think I said this in a book, like you can allow yourself to be a work in progress, but also a masterpiece at the same time. Like God says you are a masterpiece, but we're all working on something and that's okay. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to be perfect. You are a masterpiece right now, even if you've got some some little kinks that we all need to be working on. Just give yourself that grace. Mm -hmm. Such good advice. Thank you so much, Taylor. And how can people connect with you? What's the best way to find you? Is it Instagram, your website, both? And then how can people get your book, Eat the Cookie? Yeah, so you can go to my website, which is foodfaithfitness.com. And then on Instagram, I'm at foodfaithfit. Um, and then with the book, if you go to the website, there's info there. And there's also, you know, everything on Instagram as well. Perfect. And I will link everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your journey with us. And everybody go get a copy of Taylor's book. It is excellent. I have personally read it and I can vouch for it. <laughs> yeah, it means the world. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for listening to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm so grateful to have you here as a part of this community. And if you love listening to these episodes as much as I love sharing them with you, hit subscribe on your podcast app. And if you're an Android user, you can download the Stitcher app and subscribe there. That way you know every time a new episode goes live. Thanks for being here, friend. Bye for now.